today, my name is Abby. This is the Bailed Up Podcast. This is the fifth episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. Today in the podcast, we are going to be talking about predictions, which is reflecting on predictions. Then we're going to talk about the weekly whack, which is where we talk about some of the latest news in the cricketing world and predictions. And then we are back with one of our most popular um, segments in the podcast, which is Obscure Rules. So let's talk cricket, shall we? Welcome to Redictions, where we reflect on our predictions from last episode or the episodes before from the podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to reflect on the predictions that we made of what the first 11 is going to be for the first Ashes Test at the Gabba on starting December the 8th. So I'll just um, quickly just say what I said last episode, which is, I just stated that Pat Cummins, captain, uh, Manus Labuschagne, vice-captain, Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark, David Water, Nathan Lyon, Usman Kawaja, Marcus Harris, Tim Payne, Cameron Green, and then Steve Smith. Obviously, um, I've made a lot of mistakes in that um, 11 because there has been a lot of changes throughout that team, a lot of announcements, and a fair bit of big news that has brought up that. But I'll talk about that in the weekly work, so stay tuned. But um, to reflect on that prediction, the actual chosen 11 that has been released, that Pat Cummins has said that has been released, and so is Justin Langer, um, they have finally decided what the... Um, the battle between Travis Head and uh, Usman Kawaja will be for the number five spot and whether or not Mitch Stark will be in the um, test team. But they've stuck with uh, Mitch Stark and the big three to hopefully redeem themselves after their loss um, to the Indian cricket team, uh, the test team, last year or earlier this year at the end of the Indian versus Australian team. Uh, or test series, sorry. Um, so I'll just say the actual 11. Um, so Marcus Harris, David Warner, Marnus Labuschagne, Steve Smith, Travis Head, Cameron Green, Alex Carey. He is the wicketkeeper now. Um, Tim Payne has taken a leave from cricket um, for the foreseeable future. Hopefully he may return. But it's a good... Um, that is a very good choice from Cricket Australia to cho- um, choose Alex Carey for that wicketkeeper position because he is in some great form. So it would be good to say how he goes. Then we have Pat Cummins, captain, that has been made during the week. Um, uh, Mitch Stark, Nathan Lyon, and Josh Hazelwood. And obviously I must say that Steve Smith has been made the Vice-Captain of Australia. Um, he served his band after the Cape Town incident or the ball, uh, ball tampering gate um, or what it was called. So that is just some reflection, ref- reflection on my predictions from last episode onto the next segment, which I think is Weekly Whack. Yes, Albie, I think you're right. Welcome back to the Weekly Whack, where we discuss the news in the cricketing world. Now, today, we're going to be talking about the first 11 and just my opinions on that, um, of why Alex Carey has been chosen over Josh Inglis. Then we'll be talking about the Perth Scorchers, the WBBL champions for WBBL 7. That is their first time in WBBL history. Can the Perth Scorchers in the BBL do the same. Hopefully they can. And also, um, following that, 
is the BBL. It commences December the 5th, which is when this podcast comes out. We'll talk about the squads of the opening teams and hopefully who will win. Um, that is what we have for the weekly whack today. I will just say what we have. Um, the first 11 has been announced from a article in the cricket.com.au website um, where Pat Cummins just said, he said it was a hard battle to find out uh, what the um, number five spot would be, but they decided that Travis Head, he has been playing a lot of cricket over the last few years for the Australian Test Team, and he has been churning out a lot of runs in the long-form game arenas in England during the county season and also back in Australia he got that double hundred um in the one day cup in the Australian domestic format so that's what we have I'll just say the first 11 Marcus Harris has been chosen he will open alongside David Warner third we have at first drop we have Marnus Labashane then we have um at second drop Steve Smith fourth drop uh, Travis Head at number five. Uh, Cameron Green chosen. Hopefully, he will will see a wicket from him in this Test series. Then we have Alex Carey, we shall be talking about in a little bit, and then he's the wicket keeper as well. Then we have Pat Cummins, captain. Mick Stark. Then we have Nathan Lyon and Josh Hazelwood. So that is the eleven. And we can see they've stuck with the big three. And now on to Alex Carey, chosen over Josh Inglis recently. A lot of former um, former Australian legends like Mark Waugh and Shane Warne have been stating that uh, they should choose Alex Carey over Josh Inglis because Alex Carey does have more... Um, he does have a lot more experience playing for Australia. Uh, Ricky Ponting did say himself he does... Um, like the way Josh Inglis is playing, but he stated that if uh, T- uh, Tim Payne were to go, which he has um, uh, before the series, then they should choose Alex Carey because he does have more experience. But if Tim Payne, for example, retired at the end of the Ashes, then they should choose Josh Inglis um, over Alex Carey. But they have chosen Alex Carey over Josh Inglis, which is disappointing for Josh Inglis and the West Australians, but um, hopefully we can see Alex Carey perform well in the Test Arena. He has worked very hard, and all those 83 white ball matches for Australia can hopefully um, reflect in the Test Arena and do him well. Now, on to the next bit of news. The Perth Scorchers, the WBBL champions. Now, um... As a viewer of the WBBL, it was a very fitting end to the WBBL. It was quite a confident win from the Perth Scorchers. They started off a bit rocky. Beth Mooney didn't um, play to her biggest stand. She didn't do that great. And then um, Sophie Devine got in the um, early, like low th- 30s. Looked like on the way that she was going to break her bad run of form in the WBBL uh, finals. She does have a bad run of uh, final form um, but she looked like she was going to break that and she did not. She got out for 34 and didn't um, get a half century which is a bit disappointing but her captaincy and her very 
her wisdom around the team has led WBBL to a great victory over the Adelaide Strikers. The Adelaide Strikers weren't strong enough in the final, which is a bit disappointing for them. Both of them performed very well during the um, the game and Marazon Cup who is also an, an international representative from South Africa, won the player of the match from Perth Scorchers. She bowled extremely well and she batted extremely well to support Perth Scorchers through the middle order and at the death um, in the first innings while batting. And then leading on that of the WBBL, we'll be talking about some very, very recent news. The BBL commences... When this podcast comes out, December the 5th, now we'll be talking about the squads and who will win. Now, um, the squads are very solid for this year's Big Bash. Um, Personally, I think the tournament winners for this year are going to be uh, probably the Melbourne Stars. Obviously, I would think, and the runners-up might be the Perth Scorchers or the... um, Sydney Sixers, you never really know, but after the uh, recent T20 World Cup, the Melbourne Stars look in fine form, they've picked up Joe Burns, they've picked up Bo Webster from the Melbourne Renegades, and they've picked up, all of those are quite, um, have played a lot of games in the BBL, so hopefully they can bring some more um uh, experience to the Melbourne Stars and hopefully they can get Melbourne Stars their first BBL trophy uh, to put in their trophy cabinet. So that is just who I think will win. Um, but on to the next segment. So that's all we have time for today on Weekly Whack. See you next episode where I summarise the weekly news in one small whack. Welcome to the third segment of the Bailed Up podcast for today. Today is the predictions. Um, today we will predict um, who will win the opening BBL match on December the 5th. The first two teams playing in the BBL match on December the 5th um, at night time is the Melbourne Stars against the Sydney Sixers. And this will be played at the SCG, which is very good to see because of COVID. Not many games have been played at the SCG, including international. So it's good to see that um, the, some more games have been played at the SCG because it is quite a historic ground. Um, On to who I think will be winning the game. Personally, I think the Melbourne Stars are probably going to win the game. They have now the experience of three uh, T20 World Cup champions, including Glenn Maxwell, Adam Zampa, and big Marcus Stoinis. Um, The Sydney Sixers, I think, are going to start off the season with a few losses, and then they're probably going to continue their great form like they did last season because they were the um, champions last season. So maybe they can continue that um, big run of form. But personally, I think that Melbourne Stars are going to come off um, uh, a very disappointing season last year and come off with a great season this year. So they can do that. And they have some new players. They've got Bo Webster, who has left the Melbourne Renegades and has gone to uh, the Melbourne Stars. And then they've also picked up Joe Burns as well. So that is who I think will win the opening match of the BBL. It'll be quite interesting to see. 
and then I will probably reflect on this in the coming podcast. So that's what I have today for predictions. I know it was quite quick, but there wasn't much else to predict on. So that's all I have time for for predictions, and on to the next segment. This is very exciting times on the Bailed Up Podcast. We are returning to the most popular segment on the Bailed Up Podcast, which is Obscure Rules. Um, Last time on the podcast, we talked about fake fielding, which is extremely popular. But today, we're going to talk about something which I think might be even more fascinating. We're going to be talking about something that is very unknown, which is that cricket can be played without bails. I know, that's, that's very... Very confusing. And we'll be discussing that. Um, everyone knows who what bales are. They have grooves in the top of the stumps that indicate where bales go. They have like three little marks across and then have a long bit to go on one stump and then a little short bit to go on the middle stump as well. There's two ones, uh, two bales on the standard set of three wickets that prop up and that indicate whether um a a bot someone has been bowled successfully or someone has been stumped successfully that can indicate to the umpire um whether it is out or not out and it can be used in runouts as well so that's just a little indication of what bales are but on to this very confusing law now i will give a quick definition this is off the interweb and as per law 29.1 if the game is being played without bails it is up to the umpires to decide whether or not the wicket has been hit the batsman can still be given out if the umpire is satisfied that the ball struck his bat or any other equipment of the batsman has hit the wickets sufficiently or with force so this means that if um for example, if it did another David Warner where it just skimmed the wickets like it did in the Pakistan series a few years ago, it just skimmed the wickets and the bowers didn't come off, then the reflecting on that, the umpires would probably call that not out because they would know that it wouldn't sufficiently kick off the bowers or uh, um make the bales leave their grooves and of law 8.5 of the laws of cricket it allows any game of cricket including international to proceed without bales if the umpires see it necessary to do so so this can happen in examples of wind um, and other things like that but the umpires are very their role is even more important when this rule is undertaken. They need to make sure and analyse with the third man umpire and the square leg umpire that the force acted upon the stumps would be sufficient enough for the bowels to leave the grooves on the top of the stumps. So it's very important. The umpire's role does become a lot more important when this rule happens so on to examples there's been not many examples of this rule happening but one example was speaking of the ashes um happening december the 8th in three days um is the manchester test of the 2019 ashes um 
This happened in the 32nd over when Australia was batting. The wind, the strong winds near Manchester, they kept just blowing off the bales and removing them from the grooves on the top of the stumps. So the umpires saw it as a bit of a problem. Obviously it was because um, they kept blowing off even when, and it's getting a bit, a bit confusing because the umpires don't know whether or not the ball hit the stumps or something like that. So it can also, this rule can also remove any confusion as well. So I'll keep going on with the example. They're removed because of the strong winds and then just took off the bales um, to, and then the umpire kept hold of them for the rest of the day. So then they kept bowling and it kept, they kept playing cricket. So that's just how it works. If there's two, if there's stronger winds or it's confusing to see whether or not it did hit the bells, then they can just take off the bells to remove any confusion that may occur. And the confusion does happen when it's windy like um, it happened in the Manchester test. So that is just a summarization of the obscure rule of that cricket can be played without bales. Now that's all we have time for for the obscure rules um, segment. Now we will be back in a future podcast where we will talk about another obscure rule. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the fifth instalment of the Bailed Up podcast where we talk about the news and other things like that and the interesting things happening in the cricketing world. So just thanks for listening. Share it with lots of friends and family and things like that to get this podcast up and running. We've nearly hit 50 downloads, so thank you for that. Obviously, like I said last podcast, there is stickers coming, so watch out there. And then I'll see you later. Um... So that's all we have time for today on the Bailed Up Podcast, and that's me out. That's Albie out to the pavilion.